Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Spin Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We have an action-packed episode with me, Monty, and James Milius. We're going to be talking about wonderful new albums coming out. We're going to be talking about albums that really make you think, and we're going to be talking about the latest news in music. So let's hop in right now to The Spin Room. Hop in like Hobson. That That was a bad joke. <laughs> that was a good joke. You know it. All right, anyways, so a lot of music news today has been coming out. It's been a pretty busy start of the month. First off, Kendrick Lamar announced his first proper album since 2015's The Pimp a Butterfly, no untitled Unmastered, right? Is uh, well, that was that was more of an EP. Yeah, that was more of an EP depends on, of depends on who you ask stuff about he threw away, but it was still good. But it's his first proper album since 2015's The Pimp a Butterfly. The album is out. Um, on April 14th, and it's simply titled Album right now. It might change, like you know how Conway West, he changed the name of uh, The Life of Apollo 20 times. Yeah, and, and Frank Ocean, I believe, changed the name of uh, changed the name of his album. Yeah, Blonde? Uh, Blonde, yeah. It, it was under a couple of different working titles before that, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, it was. Um, also, the features are pretty interesting. U2 and Bad Bad Not Good. Never thought I'd see those two bands together on an album are going to be featured on it as well as a few others. If those who don't know, Bad Bad Not Good is a new jazz group that's been producing some really interesting albums recently, and U2 is self-explanatory. Um, so he released a single, Humble, earlier this month. James, have you listened to Humble yet? Uh, a couple times, a couple times. Um, and it's interesting to see how he's progressed as a musician. I know I, I say that a lot, but um, you know he's still got the politically conscious lyrics, but mm-hmm. not. it's not like... It's gonna bite your face off with how politically conscious it is. Like it's it's subtle. It's he does it well as it's one of the best traits of his lyricism, I think. Oh yeah, this lyricism is gonna play a very important role in the album we're discussing today. I can't wait for you guys to hear that. Um, Father John Misty's album was released today. It's very long, seventy-five minutes. I mean, that's not long in the grand scheme of things, but it's long for Father John Misty. It's his first album since 2015's I Love You, Honey Bear. Uh, Which is a fantastic album. It is pretty good. I remember going to Target and actually buying that. It's gl- I'm glad to see that Father John Misty is getting a lot more attention in the mainstream. The dude's an awesome live performer. I'm not a big fan of his first release, but I do love um, I Love You, Honey Bear. So the album is a lot more political conscious than his previous releases. I listened to a few of the singles. I didn't care much for them. I thought they were decent. Um, the dude's a very interesting guy, though. He's been releasing a lot of stuff. He deleted, I think, four songs that he released on Bandcamp, I'm pretty sure. He put them up on Spotify. They're called generic pop songs, and they had numbers after them. He deleted all of those. Um, and then this came out and has very interesting packaging. Got a 7.6 on Pitchfork, which is a bit lower than his previous attempts. Um, James, are you going to take a listen to um, the new album? Yeah, definitely. I'm a I'm a big fan of Father John Misty. I uh, was a big fan of Fleet Foxes when they were still doing stuff. And now that they're coming back too, mm-hmm. but um, like I said, I was a big fan of his last release. Um, I remember getting the Record Store Day single of the of I Love You, Honey Bear. It's shaped like a heart, right? Yeah, and it's like an acoustic version, which basically just means it doesn't have the horns. I don't know, but anyways, it's <laughs> it, it. I loved that song. I love that album, and um, I listened to the singles from this album. They were not what I was expecting, I would say, but they were still pretty good. So I'm, I'm interested to see what, what this album has in store. The album is called Pure Comedy, and it's up on Spotify, and able, you're able to purchase it basically anywhere. 
Uh, just some short stuff. New Pornographers, Arca, and Future have all released albums this week. We will be talking about them probably in the next episode. So that, that makes Future, that's his third album this year, is it not? I think it is his third album this year. Because that's, Hendrix that's Viper level and then. Future also came out this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vine, not Vines, like, what is it? Instagram stories and YouTube dance videos were taken over by his song <laughs> Mask Off. <laughs> and um, I, I like that song a lot, but it, wow, that's a lot of, lot of content that he's pushing in one year. It's not, we're not even a quarter of the way through the year yet. And I mean, yeah, got to push that stuff out. And then LCD Sound System is debuting new songs live. They haven't really, I think, announced an album yet, but it's for sure coming and we'll bring that to you when it does come. Um, so it's been a very busy week in terms of music. James, what are you most looking forward to? Um, you know, that's a, that's a good question. As of stuff that stuff we've just talked on, I think uh, Father John Misty's new album is something I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, I'm looking forward to see um, where some other musical projects go, like when um, the, the Sufjan Stevens and the, the Planetarium. Planetarium, when that comes around um, in full, I'm really interested to see what, what that does. We talked a little bit about that last week. Yeah, I think that's coming out in June, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah, in June. Um, that and um, the Mountain Goat's new album coming out uh, beginning of May, I think. Um, sometime in May. Anyways, You're a big Mountain um, Goats fan, aren't you? I'm a big Mountain Goats fan. Yeah, one of my favorite musical groups. A lot of artists from who last released stuff in 2015 are releasing stuff this year, so it's going to be really interesting. I'm looking forward to, personally, the new Fleet Foxes album, Crack Up. Oh, yeah, I'm looking to that, too. Looking forward to that. I have tickets to see them in tour, and I'm very excited. I also have tickets to go see the ambassador of Vice Roy Cigarettes himself, Mac DeMarco. That's going to be very interesting, and I'm quite intimidated by what the crowd is going to look like at both well, those concerts. Well, I have plans for an even better concert this summer, Monty. I am planning on going to see Corey Feldman, the man himself, live in Portland this June. Um, his uh, his uh, seminal album, Angelic to the Core, oh, man. came out last year. Um, if you're not familiar, this album is very bad. And very long. And it's 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 uh, it's not even ironically good. It is It is terrible. <laughs> Um, but you know, Corey Feldman known for his work in, uh, in soundtracks the in, in the Goonies and uh, another of number of other movies from the eighties and nineties, um, decided that he was a pop star and, uh, the internet decided he wasn't. So, I mean, the today show also decided he wasn't, he came on the today show and yep. I think performed one of his singles and it was just, it was sad. It's, it's not good here. Let's, let's play a, let's play a clip from, uh, one of the songs from that album, the lead single, um, What's the name? Oh, what is that song? Angelic. It's is it, it's called like Angels or something like that. I mean, it's Angelic it's entirely forgettable. Core. This is just going to be one fun episode since, you know, we haven't had time to digest the Father John Misty release. So we're going to be doing some, you know, really music that here, makes you here, think. Let's, uh, let's play a clip from, uh, from Go, Go For It featuring Snoop Dogg. Mm, yeah. Why would Snoop Dogg be in that? Anyways, here it is. That, of course, was Go For It by the wonderful 10 out of 10 and beautiful artist Corey Feldman. Now that you've got a taste of what this episode is going to be like, I think we should hop right into uh, the album we're going to review. So, James, can you tell me a little bit about the backstory of this album? All right. So today we're reviewing the album Veracity by Backwards. Spelled with um, a Z. 
if you're uh, not familiar, Backwards is a new metal rap rock uh, metalcore band from Texas. Um, Dallas, Texas, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, Dallas area. They formed in 2015. The uh, lead vocalist of the band, uh, Eric July, is an active uh, libertarian slash anarcho-capitalist activist on the internet. Oh boy. Um, he he runs a, a couple of prominent Facebook pages having to deal with these topics. Um, He's he, also on Liberty Hangout, being yeah, libertarian Liberty in the Libertarian Hangout. Republic, which I think Austin Peterson does as well. Yeah, yeah. He's Austin Peterson's the head of the Libertarian Republic. Mm-hmm. Eric July has written a couple things for them. He uh, formerly was the lead vocalist for metalcore band Fire from the Gods, who they're still around. They're churning out uh you know your typical hot topic metalcore music um you know it's not bad but it's it's uh nothing nothing of note really um anyways uh in uh 2015 um eric july posted a gofundme page to help fund his band's new album veracity um with the five thousand dollar goal they raised four thousand six hundred and twenty five of those dollars as of right now thank you free market Um, which you know shows that there's at least some market for libertarian themed Lincoln Park ripoffs. Well, okay. Anyways, <laughs> listening listening to this album here, let's uh, let's play a clip of self ownership right now, so you guys can get a taste of what this album's all about. That was self ownership by backwards. Backwards with, with a Z. Z. Yeah, get it because it's a backwards S. <laughs> Anyways, oh, um, boy. if you can tell from that, backwards is basically um, liber- and cap like libertarian and cap limp biscuit mixed with Lincoln Park. Yeah, it's um, to top it all off. You know, you just want to get that in your ears. You you really want that. So like, as as of what to say about this album. Um, you know, it's it's not all negative. The production's pretty good. No, I was um, actually surprised with the production. Um, yeah, they got they got some uh, decent guest features on this album from bands in the scene, like Craig Mabbitt from Escape the Fate does vocals on a song. Um, you know, it's it's a musically. If you're a fan of new metal or of rap rock metalcore, you'll you'll probably enjoy at least listening. You'll to be able to get the sounds of this album. Yeah, you'll be uh, able to get through it. The the biggest, I think, the biggest offense though, and we were talking about Kendrick Lamar earlier and his yeah. his lyrical mastery and being able to take political issues. But how he's socially conscious, but it doesn't hit you in the groin like you know certain artists like Anohini. Uh, yeah, yeah. So like Kendrick Lamar, you know, his lyrics they're definitely political in nature, but they're mm-hmm. not overtly political, and it's not just like. I hate Republicans or like, I hate this. Blank or I hate straw men, everything straw men. Yeah. But in this album backwards veracity, it's so politically overt on what the message is. There's, there's nothing left to be subtle. It's just straight. It's just the message is I hate the state basically yeah. but at the same time i love corporations so you get you get the best of both worlds i'm going to be the devil's advocate here i actually i actually really enjoy some of the content on the album in theory but in music it just makes me think maybe i should reevaluate some of my positions on things cuz it's just it's just not good i it's, like my biggest complaint with this type of music this isn't the first album to come out to be 
overtly political and stuff. So like back in oh, a couple of years ago, Muse's drones. Two thousand fifteen. I think I'm it was sure. fifteen. Yeah. Um, you know, and I thought that that was musically a lot better than Second Law, which was their previous album. But lyrically, it, it was just so Bad. cut and dry and repetitive. And it's like, you're being watched. Big Brother's there. And it's like, okay, there's there's nothing to sink your teeth into, though, with and that. You know, and that's the same problem that this yeah. album faces. It's really, you know, it, it's pseudo-intellectual. It's really shallow when you get to it, though. Like, it's one message. There's nothing to be taken away from it except for what he's saying it's so like explicit with its point that it's making and also i do have to say that with you know these 1984 the government's watching you themed albums it's getting pretty repetitive like every it feels like every three years something of this nature comes out but like i said or not like i said i haven't said it yet this is a completely different beast this is as if the guy who sang on this album i forgot his name eric july eric july went to a ron paul rally Listen to Alex Jones once <laughs> and then decided to write an album about it because he felt woke. And and he had a lot to write. I mean, this is a 65 minute album or so. 18 tracks on this 18 album. tracks. And there's, um, you know, it's got beautiful it's, songs like statism on it. Yeah. Um, it's got self ownership, statism, uh, like here, just in general, like individualism uh demon rat that's a good one um praxeology professional (laughs) protester democracy sucks that's that might take the cake for uh utopias don't exist you know get that stab at at bernie sanders there um statheist state theist i don't know how you're supposed to say that (laughs) what is that supposed to mean here let's let's play a clip of of state theist right now Right, that was uh, State Theist by Backwards off really of their made album me think. Veracity. You're listening to 101.7 FM Radio Free Hillsdale. Um, and I, I'm still not sure how I'm supposed to pronounce the name of that song. Um, it's basically Atheist <laughs> with an, S, an ST at the beginning. And I, the point it's making is that he doesn't believe in the state, I guess. Which, you know, the fact that the, the point that he makes is in the title of the song, it's almost like he didn't have to write the song even. You know, there's nothing subtle about this. No, it's it, it's like it hits you right in the head or the groin or, you know, wherever hurts the worst. Because listening to this album, I mean, it doesn't hit me right off the bat. It's a slow burn. It's a slow burning pain. You know, it, it creeps <laughs> up on you. And I really didn't feel the pain of it until I think the song Statism. And then slowly from that moment on, it just got worse and worse and worse. And I was like, I'm listening to Linkin Park, but through a political lens that i mean i agree a lot of but not in this art form and not in the way that it's presented it's like i just don't want it and only once in a while does an album like this come out you know an album that really hits really makes you think really hits you in the parts of your body where you don't want to be hit and really hits your ears 
in the part of the ear you don't want to be hit. You don't want this entering. And I mean, you had that with Speeding Bolt to Heaven, and you had that with <laughs> Angelic to the Core, which we played earlier. Now, to be fair, I, I would say this album is not nearly as no, bad it's as not, either of those. Not it's nearly musically, as bad as Musically, it's rather sound. You know, it it, it sounds all right. If, if you're a fan of new metal, of post-hardcore, of one of those subgenres, you'll probably enjoy listening to this album. It's Like I said earlier, you can probably get through it. Like, if you just take away the lyrics, like, if I was studying to it, like, I sometimes listen to the music when I'm studying, and I have to go back and re-listen to it, because I hardly pay attention to lyrics and I miss a lot of cool things I did that with pavement especially pavement has some great great lyricism and I didn't pick that up on my first two listens because I was too busy you know reading or studying when I listen because I can't just sit there by myself and listen really intently sometimes um but like with this you sort of have to pick up on it and it's not it, it hits you on the surface level when you get lower and or deeper into the album and you start realizing what's going on, and you're like, how do I get out of this? And the way you get out of it is by turning it off and just <laughs> discarding it and never walking listening away. to it again, walking away from it. And I really hate to pan albums like this, but it's just so not subtle and not good. Like, I think I think this kind of music could have been done It could have been well. done like, pretty well, yeah. I, you know, I... I wouldn't say I'm a fan of Linkin Park, but, you know, I well, grew up listening to them. I, I, uh, I, they used to be my favorite band when I was, like, in third grade. Yeah, and, you know, they, they still hit that, sometimes they hit that that itch that I just can't scratch with, with other music. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, sometimes it's okay to just sit and rock out to, to Linkin Park. Yeah, when, to, I was, when I was 12 in my Deftones. Club Penguin got banned, rest in peace, Club Penguin, uh, <laughs> you know, I just turned on Crawling in My Skin, uh, skin Kids Pop version and just jammed out to that. That was <laughs> my the, thing. The point I'm making, though, is, like... This this had potential to be an okay album. Like an okay the stuff album. the stuff that he did that Eric July did with Fire from the Gods, if you're a fan of, of that type of music, it's it's pretty good. Um like here, let's play um uh I don't even know what song when he was still in the band. Um here. But but anyways, the point is it's uh it's a pretty good, you know, pretty good stuff if you're a fan of like that type of cut and dry yeah yeah um yeah here uh let's play let's play the capitalist by fire from the gods oh boy all right that was the capitalist by fire from the gods um Beautiful. You know, I, I I'm not really a huge fan of, of this either, but but you know, it's a lot less explicit in its point. It, it's definitely less explicit in its point than the stuff on this release. And I mean, this release was also, I think, it was spammed around Libertarian Hangout and Libertarian Republic and different places like that, where you know the people who would listen to this music go and hang out. And I mean, I'm involved with Young Americans for Liberty and a lot of the Libertarian organizations on campus and around because I agree with the message that they're saying. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I agree with the music in a musical <laughs> standpoint. You know, I think the the right wing has yet to release an album that's political and good. I have not seen one, you know, really good right wing mus- mu- musician release a politically conscious album. And the reason You are f- forgetting Ted Nugent. Oh, Ted Nugent. <laughs> are you ki- Oh boy. What a character. But you know, it's sort of a joke that's actually based in reality. I have yet to find a right-wing album 
that is good. And I mean, there are some people who point to death in June, you know, neo folk. Yeah, you know, and, and some people might argue like there's some country music that has some or of those themes. Yeah, or... some country music. Um, I don't even like death in June, though, if I'm being honest, or neo folk. Um, it's a weird genre. It's boring. Well, OK, if we want to go on a, a little bit of a tangent here. Um, when Here's Mark Kozalek, uh, when Mark Kozalek, um, lambasted Pitchfork for being a bunch of social justice warriors, oh. I don't know if that counts as a right wing musician or a right wing album because there's not really a political message. I mean, no, he doesn't have music. political. Mark Kozalek doesn't have a political messaging in his album. But but if we're counting that, that's all right. Like, I mean, Universal Themes was not my favorite album, but yeah. And I said that wrong earlier. It's Kozalek, so. Whoops, I don't want him to message me on Twitter or somewhere <laughs> and say that I suck. Or because, to tell you that your dad rock music is too loud. Yeah, like he did the War on Drugs, which that's actually a good album. But <laughs> that's beyond the point. So I'm going to give this, and this is my first rating I'm going to give on the show. I don't think I've given ratings before. I'm going to give this probably a one and a half out of ten. I mean, it's not something I enjoy at all, but I think it does have merits in production. But, you know, it just it kills me. You know, if... If you are someone who enjoys Linkin Park or enjoys mm. Limp Biscuit, or you know thinks that corporate America is evil, but and the reason the reason that corporate America is evil isn't the corporate part; it's the America part. Yeah, you might check this album out. You it might, might want to check it you. out. Yeah, it might be something you can get down to. You know, show your kids and spread libertarian ideology. Tip your fedora really hard too. Um, just get down to it. That's not meant to sound condescending, by the way, either, because I'm personally libertarian. But uh, thanks for listening to this episode. It's our third episode of The Spin Room with Monty and Milius. We hope to see you back next week. This will be up soon. I'll post it on the Facebook, and it'll be on SoundCloud as soon as you edit it down. But thank you for listening. Uh, thanks, guys. See you next week. See you next week.